and you thought vinyl left. You're listening to the Vinyl Community Podcasts. Everything vinyl. All right, buddies. Thank you for joining us. We're back with another wonderful, I'm just going to say, another wonderful episode ahead of what we're calling Surface Noise. This is our bi-weekly live stream where we talk about anything and everything involved in record collecting, current events, stories, tales, fables, all the above. So I'm Concert Buddy. This is on the Vinyl Community Podcast if you're not watching it live. So thank you for joining us either way. I'm joined tonight by World Traveler. Didn't think he was going to be here this week, but he he is so dedicated to the cause. He just had to be here. He was like Michael Johnson running that 200 meter in Atlanta. Couldn't be touched. Gold shoes and everything. Jason Rojas, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Chance. Perfect. And then we have a uh, new face to the dais. He's been in the peanut gallery, I think, for a couple of these. But uh, really excited to pick his brain on his record store day experiences down there in the, the wonderful sunshine state of Florida. We got music talk with John. How's it going? Good. How are you? Wonderful. Wonderful. Then in the corner, well, we're probably, that's the pre penalty box is one of the most dangerous men in the vinyl community. Some call him the outlaw in that state of Texas. He's an audio excursion. You may have heard him. He's not safe and sound anymore, fellas. This is David Bianco. How's it going, David? Hey guys, how are you? And then from the great state, the Empire State, the one, the only, Arnaldo at Fidelios underscore frequency. Hey, guys. How are you? A plus. And I want to say hello to everyone in the gallery. Oh, <laughs> uh, Norman Masloff is, is practicing some new material, it looks like. So we'll, uh, we'll have to get to that one. Oh, I think my mouth just cut out. Let's get this going. There he is. Look at how do I subscribe? How do I subscribe? He's new to YouTube. Yeah. Donos. You new to YouTube yet? Yeah, you got to throw uh, donos. I think is the affectionate term. Actually, I'm not dono certified. I think but. you oversell a YouTube record or something. I don't know. Maybe a UB40 <laughs> or I don't know something. Fleetwood <laughs> Mac. David. Yeah. Whatever. So far, for for the first part of this show, like we've been doing, we're going to talk about a couple topics, end up on the podcast, and then afterwards we're going to dim the lights low and then open it freestyle. But first topic, kind of current event-ish, is we just had Record Store Day, fellas. Record Store Day 2023. And what I'm calling probably one of the best lists I can remember in recent memory. Maybe you guys feel differently. But uh, let's just go around the horn and kind of just get general impressions before we start kind of digging into to what you brought back or what you had somebody else bring back for me in, in a couple cases here, which I know about. So, John, I'll start with you because I know – uh, down there in your area in Florida, you've got a relationship going with the owners. I think it's called Kingfish Records. Is that the name yep. of the shop? That is them. Yep. Yeah, they're over in Clearwater, Florida. Sorry, I have alarms going off. Um, yeah, it's uh, they give me uh, early access to the store, so they let me go in. Um, wow. You know, film all the albums. That How are much sold. does that cost? Is is that is that a is that a non-refundable fee, or did you did you have to do any kind of lawn uh, maintenance for the store, or how does that work? How do you foster yeah. a relationship like that? I, I offer them a video at the end, so that's my service. Perfect, perfect. So I go in, I film everything for them for the day, and then it goes on their channel, and then you know I film a couple things for my channel also, so it's kind of like a split thing. So yeah, I go in there. Um, I'm getting better at it. I, I'm getting better at talking to the people. Um, 
we, we ran across a couple Swifties in there and they were very energetic. They had just gone to the concert in Tampa. So they were very excited to get the, uh, the 1975 and the Taylor Swift album. The 1975 seemed to be one of the, the, the big hot ones. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's neat to go in there and it's, you know, you kind of feel like, you know, kind of cool going on. Look at all those people outside and I'm just walking around the record store. You know, it's kind of cool. Wow. You know? So yeah, it's, it's a really neat experience. They've just given me full privileges to the, to the store on record. Awesome. store. Day. Yeah. Perfect. So Arnaldo, now I, I know you also went to another shop. You went to a shop. So tell us about your experience, uh, your strategy. Did you have to go like super early? Did you, uh, I, I know a little bit of this, but you didn't stay necessarily close to where you are. You actually went a little bit out. Tell us about it. Yeah, I actually just finished my uh, record store day uh, video, which is going to drop probably after the stream. Uh, but I'll give you guys you guys a scoop. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I live in New York City in Queens. And as you know, uh, it's a heavily populated area. Um, there are not as many record stores per capita <laughs> as normally there should be. Sure. So the crowds are pretty hefty at in New York stores. Uh, so I've been going out to Long Island uh, for the past 10 years of record store day events. Um, and the store that I've been going to more, I want to say almost on a regular basis, initially it was Looney Tunes. Then the crowds were getting out of control there. Uh, no matter how early I was arriving, it was, it was Looney Tunes. <laughs> I, was, I was like farther and farther behind in the line. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is a little too popular. And the other store that I would go to just for regular purchases, because he has a great stock of like used um, records as well, uh, is High Fidelity Records and CDs in Amityville, Long Island. Uh, Q mm. Music. Um, Yes, it is the Amityville where the horror happened. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, and he, start, he started getting more and more uh, sort of releases because I, I believe at the beginning, if you're a newbie store, I think you need to get in the uh, good graces of the record store day people um, mm -hmm. where they start sending you larger quantities of stock and um, initially, I believe the more allocated uh, pieces, probably uh, early records, like newbie record stores, probably won't get any or maybe just one copy. So he started getting more and more releases and more and more quantities. So I shifted from uh, one store to High Fidelity uh, in Mountain Island. <clears throat> and uh, I usually try to get there around 630 in the morning. And I always secure my spot within like the first 10 and this year I was like number 11. Uh, the guy, I was a little freaked out, not freaked out, but, you know, a little concerned because he posted on the shop owner always does like either a flip video or gives postings of uh, what titles he got, how many quantities and gives the whole rundown of what's happening the following day. And at 2.30 the day before on Friday, he posted, oh, I think we have uh, uh, the record holder break uh was broken by someone who was in line at 2 30 in the afternoon 2 30 <laughs> so and he was there with his daughter i believe so i just like commented i was like well why don't you just sell him the taylor swift and you know get it over with like spare this guy's like no he's actually here for the lennon box set so, mm. 
there were only three in the store. Um, so I did some other stuff. Cool. All right. So before we get into our remote record store day, fellas, and it'll be Jason and Dave, and we'll hear kind of their ideas and, and what they've done. Cause obviously they wanted some of this record store day goodness. Um, two thirty actually beats my record. I thought I was going to come on here and, and have a real big story for you. So Mr. Two thirty uh, taught me. I actually, um, the earliest I've ever gone to record store day for any year was usually, I think the earliest, the record was quarter to five. And there was a local store that would open at 8 a.m. So it wasn't a big, you know, big stretch to be out there for a few hours. You know, you got to bring a blanket, sit in a chair, talk to randos, all that kind of stuff. But this year, it's a little bit different. There is a title, and I'll get into it here in a little bit, that was very highly coveted. And they only made a thousand of them. And if you do the math, you know, it's like the Olive Garden commercial. You do, I'll do the math, you, you do the marinara, right? Has anyone seen that commercial? Anyway, so thousand copies pressed and there's over 1700 independent record stores so if you just do the math there's not enough if everyone just got one right so highly competitive record collecting market as it is flippers and 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 additionally this title had a different market to probably competing for for pieces but we'll get into that anyway so knowing all that knowing it was a numbers game uh went to actually the john mellencamp show friday night had a splendid time. John John had a nice performance for 71 years old. But then I started really thinking about it, even throughout the bat signal that 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 after that evening, anybody can look for this title, help help a brother out. I rarely do stuff like that. I rarely will kind of go down that path. So then it dawned on me, it's like, well, why don't you go buy one of your locals on the way home from the concert? See what's cooking. And this particular local I've seen people line up as early as nine o'clock the preceding evening for record store day. So I was expecting something like that. So I drove by. Well, first I went home, packed myself just in case, came back. Nobody's there. So it was at that moment, it was a do it was do it or don't. And I decided to do it. So at 1052 Friday evening, I put that trusty Coleman chair down, my blanket. I didn't bring a book. I was a little ill prepared there. And I, I was the line. I was the only person in line until about 3 o'clock a.m. So anyway, we'll get into a little bit more of that. So so, so for the folks who did not do records today, Jason, obviously you had good reason. You weren't even in the country. You had said on previous shows that you were going to use a proxy. So yeah. how did that work? And did your proxy hook it up? We don't have to get into specifics just yet, but was it a successful strategy being so far away from the U.S.? Uh, all those releases, did your proxy hook it up? Uh, he hooked it up except for like three titles that he could not get for me. Okay. Um, I'll just say it off the bat. Luckily, he got this one for me. Thank um, you. Taylor Swift. All right. All right. You know, um, But he couldn't get two titles. And luckily, um, when I got back to um, the States, I was able to get the two out of the three that I could not get. So should I show them now? Uh, we'll get we'll get into it we'll go back around the horn we'll talk about the pickup to actually like there were actually like two or three uh dealers in den bosch at the fair that were actually selling record store day stuff i didn't see the tailor there but that thing was selling i think they wanted uh 60 euros for it and uh i held it in my hand and then when i put it back it was god it just disappeared never (laughs) you know that was like one record that I was like, oh, wow. And then I saw the Eric Carr, which I was like, wow, cool. So 
I was like, welcome to the club, finally. Put that back. He was gone. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then David, also, you don't have to tell us your plans, but I was one, of, spoiler alert, I was one of the people you reached out. I'm like, hey, if you're going, throughout the bat signal, gave me some titles. So, so obviously, you know how it worked out with me. I, I'm assuming you had some other proxies. You put out some other feelers. What was, what was your thought process? And you're on mute. I had 120% hit. 120%. I mean, that's beating the odds. That's, I mean, that's, that's yeah. Well, turn. that's because I got, uh, you got one and somebody else got the same one. So I got two of them. Oh, <laughs> that's what I, <laughs> can I ask what that title is? The double up? It's the Elefante. John oh, Elefante. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You know, it's so, interesting is so I was first in line at my shop and I, I went through and got all my stuff and then I didn't see that one. So I actually asked the owners, I'm like, hey, did you get this? And I didn't know a lot about it. So I was like the absolute sure. worst person to try to explain what I was looking for. I right. just said, Elefante. His name is Elefante. Lee Singer and, of Kansas. Right. And they were they were just looking at me like I had three heads. So they're like, yeah, we don't think the we el- ordered anything like that. The Elefante man. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, Elefante is like a Seinfeld thing. Elefante. So that didn't go too well. But anyway, we'll get 120% for, for not going. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, when you, when you saw the list, and obviously you had some stuff going on in your, in your personal life, so it makes sense. But were you concerned that you may miss out on some of these things you're looking for? Uh, concerned. The one I thought I would have the trouble with was nuggets, but that was easy. That one was easy. Oh, really? So, so was that like more available in your area? Because I only saw it once in Denbosch and it was gone. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I just uh, it, it was uh, the guy that get, got it for me picked it up in Lubbock, uh, okay. Texas. So um, I saw one in a store here locally um, at like three o'clock that afternoon, but oh, wow. he had already he had already gotten it. But it was a higher dollar one, like a hundred bucks. So you know those, yeah. you know. But it was a uh, I don't know how many LPs five or whatever LP. Fine, I think it was, yeah. And I think Norman Maslow already did a review of it, so I'm looking forward to getting it. So perfect. That that was the one I was thinking was gonna go, but Elefante uh, uh, <laughs> doubled up. But that's okay. I mean, that's okay. Better two well, than sounds zero. like someone's got some VCLT in their future down the road. I will <laughs> say you did me a solid because I I was like two minutes away from walking in from the store open when you texted me and like call off the Nuggets box set, and I was like. I even told the guy next to me in line, I was relieved because I'm like, I, I shipping box sets is not one of my favorite things. I, I obviously yeah. would have done it, but I was like, all right, yeah. good. That's one less I have to like, you know, fight people for, <laughs> you know, Cobra Kyle style. So, yeah. you know, so Arnaldo, so while we're waiting for John to get set back up. So what were the titles that you were super pumped to get? And did you get them all? I got everything I was looking for. Yeah. Home run. Uh, there and- we go. And in, in an unexpected surprise, too. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but David, if you had let me know about, you know, you were looking for the nuggets. I mean, the store uh, that I went to, um, they had, uh, I want to say, almost 10 box sets. Um, wow. And when I left, there were still some in the bin. And then I went to Looney Tunes afterwards, um, and they had a ton of them there. So, Wow. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's hit or miss. I mean, Looney Tunes is always very well stocked. Um, everything that I got at the first store, except for maybe a couple of titles, I did not see at Looney Tunes because probably they were more allocated. And again, I'm I was arriving at the second store more than two hours after they had first opened, and I still had to 
um, wait in line to get in. I mean, I waited only five minutes. It was more like crowd control. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was able, luckily I was able to get everything I was looking for. I'm going to guess, and I know you a little bit, but I'm going to guess was Eric Carr on your list. Big kiss, kiss fan, Eric Carr. Yep. I got not only the, Oh, you got the CD, which is I even harder CD to for as well, because I believe, and this was like total impulse because my partner was, you know, gifting me my a belated birthday gift and bought some of my record star day releases. And when he was at the counter, uh, he saw it there on the counter. I was like, Oh, I'll, I'll take that too. And then when I saw it, I was like, Oh, you got the CD as well. I'm like, lucky, luckily you got it because I think it's the rarer one of the two. That's right. Limited, limited run. And if, and again, you know, resale is resale, but I mean, it's going, it, I think somebody told me it was upwards of $500, like right away. Oh, so. the, I don't know. I think I saw it for like 150, upwards of 150. Okay. 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 And the album is going for um, around a hundred. I don't know. I mean, this was like a few days ago. Yeah. So. Well, you, you kiss guys are rubbing off on me because I didn't know, I'll be honest, and I'm probably going to be a big poser for this. I didn't know much about Eric Carr. Yep. There it is. I think it is in my stack here. It's somewhere. It's somewhere around here. But I didn't know much about him. I I, I did know obviously the artwork was an homage to the the, the solo covers of what seventy eight was it when those solo albums came out. Um, and then obviously I was filled in kind of the backstory as the drummer and yada yada. Uh, so I picked it up. I mean it was one of those things where I knew beginning of the record store day list I knew about two percent about it, and then it just kept growing as like Indiana Jones Boulder just kept gaining momentum and momentum and. <laughs> And, and it was a great execution. I mean, the, the 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 colors are really vibrant, and they did it. They did they did it solid as an ob. So you know, yeah. The, well, the only thing, um, the poster is a little smaller than the original ones, and it doesn't have obviously the interlocking, you know, um, jigsaw because they they all kind yeah. of like fit in one inside the other like mm. a puzzle. Sure. Um, and they had to alter, of course, the artwork. Um, whereas all of the um, original solo albums here in the upper right corner, they had the Kiss logo, and obviously they couldn't use that. So they just put the title of the album because all the albums were self-titled. Um, but yeah, all in all, I mean, it's it's an album of demos. Uh, some are more polished or are more... Uh, Release, releasable. Yeah. I would say there's there's a few where the vocal track is actually a guide, like a vocal guide track. Um, and uh, Bruce Kulik, who produced it, like kind of like post-produced it, um, could only do so much, you know, because the, some songs, I want to say about five of them are almost, you know, fully fleshed studio, let's call it studio quality, releasable. Um, others are just like, a labor of love, you know, he, he put the best he could to finish the album for Eric Carr. So I think some people, I mean, I'm not going to name names, but someone was trashing the album. Oh, don't get it. It sounds horrible. It's muffled. You can't hear the vocals and all that. But that's how it always was. Right, right, right. I mean, going into it, you shouldn't expect anything different from what was released already in, um, I think it was like 1999 when it was first released. Okay. So... You know, it's it's a fan thing. So if you're a Kiss fan um, and you're missing it, you're probably going to want it. So outside of that, well, first of all, I don't want to jump to conclusions. Was that your most coveted 
get the one that got you out of bed that morning or was there something you were even more excited about um well i really wanted to get the the nuggets box set um i've been holding off getting that compilation uh for a while waiting for you know the right pressing i was like researching it and then when they announced that it was going to be an expanded box set, i was like oh great i guess this is the opportunity so i really wanted that um the eric carr sure, um sure. And then, I don't know, I, I have a whole stack here, but I don't want to bore you guys with all no, that. So Josh D is here, our friend Josh D, friend of the program, and he is saying, Arnaldo, name names. We've no, I don't, I, don't do, I don't do attacks. Entities. I don't do attacks. Let's not start any drama. <laughs> Let's just, not start any drama. That, that's a different program. Yeah, that's a, different, a, that's feeling, a, that's a no, different live stream, yes. I, I have a feeling that person is not even in the, uh, in the peanut gallery. No, it's all good. So, so, so John, so... What about you? So you had the insider VIP access. Like, how did that yeah. work? Were you, did they let you pick some titles before the shop opened? Or did you just kind of like, hey, can you hold this? Like, how did that work? Because you were filming footage and then people came in and I don't want to drop a dime on them if they did give it the hookup, but I'm sure there are titles you're looking for. So let's, let's go about it a different way. What titles were you excited about? And what did, what was like your favorite get? Um, well, my favorite, uh, well, I thought my favorite was going to be the art Blakey. Um, oh, yeah, but you know, I have a second opinion on that, but next to that was the Billy Joel. Cause I'm a big Billy Joel fan and I played part of the album and it's just cool. It's like, you're just, it's a freestyle concert. He's just riffing. He's imitating Joe Cocker. And if you're a Billy Joel fan, it goes right up to like street life serenade. So it's perfect for me. Um, right. But I had a different take on the the Blanky after I listened to it. Listened to it. Yeah, it's a bad recording. I think they mic'd it improperly. It was over modulated, peaked out in many points. But if you're an Art Blakey fan, it's kind of a cool album to get because he's mic'd up the whole time. So it's like the drums are always there. So I can hear what he's doing. So I found myself really getting into it because I could hear what he was doing. So I think it's an album for Art Blakey fans. Okay. It's a, a, a positive spin on it because it even says right on the album, lo-fi. And I've never seen sure. that before oh. on an album. And there's so a whole the expectation is very low from a sound quality perspective then. Huh? Yes. Yeah. Okay. If you want to kind of just focus on Art Blakey, then um, it's a good album for you. Because I'm, I'm actually like, I think I'm going to keep it now because um, I'm actually okay. enjoying it now. Because it so, seemed to be that yeah. there was kind of, a, I wouldn't say controversy, but there are some people who are like, down on it like if you read some forums mm -hmm. or even saw some review videos and that's why i even sent that yeah. note to you you had because you had missed i guess you didn't get it at first but then got it on the back end and so i was like hey maybe it's a blessing i'm hearing like this may not be the one right and then i hear about it afterwards and all of a sudden it's in my hands and i'm like oh, crap. <laughs> so but I, I put it on i'm like i have to at least listen to the thing and like i said i um yeah if you're looking for a good you know if you're into uh, tone poet and all that and you want that quality no this is not the record if if you're into art blakey and you want to kind of hear what he was doing and really because i was listening to some pretty cool stuff on that um it's a good one for you if you're a blakey fan so that's that, that's the positive spin i think um the other ones, I just got the BB King in my hands today, too. That one oh. was hard to find, so I finally got that. I was able to listen to the Muddy Waters, um, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, Muddy Waters Woodstock. 
Sure. And so you have Levon Helm on there, um, Garth, I forget his last name from the band. And that's Garth, Garth really Algar, impressive. Garth Algar from that, uh, Aurora, Illinois. Is that? <laughs> yeah, <I don't> know. <laughs> no, Wayne's yeah. real Garth. Sorry, that was a dad joke. My bad. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, I like it. Jason, Jason knew what really I was doing right there. I saw him shaking his head yeah. with disapproval. <laughs> we do not play games here. This is um, true. This is yeah. Yeah. So that was cool. Um, and then a little bit of banter after the songs where you can just tell they're having a good time and the musicians are having a good time. Um, so that was cool. And yeah, I got the Nora Jones. I haven't listened to that one yet. And the Elton John, Don't Shoot Me, I'm Only the Piano Player. And can't he? I just, he, I just that picked that one up secondhand today, the Elton John. Did you? Because that was one, you know, I, I already have the album, right? It's one of those ones where it's what's special about it. And then post haste, I heard people say it was good, sounded great. And then I already realized I had the, the previous two record store day re- reissues of his catalog. So I was like, I've already got uh-huh. the first two. So yeah, I, I think I ordered it from a place called central square in Florida. I don't know where exactly in Florida that is, but I have, they're yeah, in my familiar. like Rolodex of shops, but uh, yeah. So anyway. Yeah. I do like how he does the demos on that. So you get that second album and it's one shot for each song and it's a demo version. And so you're not getting, you know, 400 versions of one song partially completed and all that. Um, So you get that one little shot at it. You hear a little bit of banter, you hear them playing around in the studio and then you get a full song. So I I like what they're doing with those. So, so far the quality is, is good so far from what I've heard from my, uh, from my, from my picks. Yep. So John Bandy has a good question. Maybe somebody can answer this. He said, I hear the Pixies Live is supposedly good sounding compared to the last two live concert albums they put out. Did anybody pick this title up? I did not. No, I did not. No. Oh, oh for five. Sorry, John. Tried to help you. We, we tried. We really tried on that one. Good we'll stuff. do better so, next time. So, so John, that raises a, a, another follow-up point. So you, you didn't get your, your, your full shopping done initially. So how did you go about then tracking down some of these things post post your involvement at Kingfish? Did you uh, go, do you have like some record stores you have saved on your computer or did you just kind of ask around or how did that work? Well, Kingfish is really cool. They're really good to me because like we have a really good relationship. I go in like today, I just went in to film their video today. So we have a really nice relationship. So um, what they can't get. Um, like today they were working with other record stores and also there was, I don't know where it came from, but they got more releases in today from record store day. So I had my little list there after record store day and they were able to help me out with that. So they, they helped me out. They say, Hey, we found one. One was actually at another record store and they said, Hey, you want me to pick it up for you? I was like, sure. So yeah, it's, it's a nice little, this is like the 15 year old me's dream. I'm, I'm, (laughs) I have this relationship with a record store, you know, it's like, man, You know, so it's like a dream come true kind of thing. No, it's awesome. As long as the record yeah. store police don't come out, you know that's yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't, we don't, we're not trying to lead the sting operation. That's why I was very. I pulled back that question. You see what I did there? Because I, mm. I didn't want anybody to get in trouble. But it's glad I'm yep. glad that you got you got hooked up, John. However, it was. Um, yeah, and I will. Oh, go ahead, John. Sorry. No, I was going to say there's a certain uh, Canadian that's very happy with something that he got too. <laughs> I know that Canadian. The Canadian, uh, the, that, yes. that, that fellow Canadian, also had me on the lookout for the uh, Taylor Swift, the one of seventy five thousand. You would think just from a pure numbers game, seventy five thousand. Like surely there will be more than enough. And it, I mean, good luck. No. Secondary markets already triple. You know, three figures. Like. Yeah, I, I was even reading something in Variety that it may be the first record store day release to crack the top ten in the in the Billboard charting. So, 
<laughs> Personally, I know it's a very polarizing conversation to some that, you know, her involvement and the folks it brings out, I actually think that's a great thing because mm-hmm. I don't like the competition part. I want to be very clear on that. Like I, I do, it is, it is a little worrisome seeing the volume of people, but knowing that, and I learned this last year when I saw the set, the seven inch came out, Jason has this copy, but when I, when I saw that type of people and I saw them coming in and again, I'm not, I mean, just, you know, like usually young girls, their mothers, whoever, they usually were like in and outs. Right. So I, so seeing it last year, I was like, okay, I'm not real worried about competing for the Pearl jam title or whatever. And obviously, right. obviously my story is a little different since I was first in line, but overall I wasn't really worried about competition for the Eric Dolphy album or that sort of thing. But, but still holistically, I think it's fantastic because in order to keep this train moving, you got to put wood in the locomotion and you need to, you know, get new fans. You need to get new people into vinyl. I know there was some article I saw. I didn't read the article, but they said up to 50% of people who are buying record store day title this year do not own a turntable. Yeah. I'm not surprised, but at the same time, we need to convert those people to listeners. Because, well, they will be. Well, you would hope. You would hope. They you will. Know, but, I mean, pretty wild. So, Chance, yeah. if I may interject, when you guys were talking about you know the top sellers. Yes, sir. And being in the industry um, uh, already on Sunday evening, our distributor emailed us the uh the top like the provisional uh top sellers which sure. probably is final because i mean of course there's leftovers that still continue to sell on sunday uh when the stores go live and so forth but the um i'm actually looking at the list right now and surprise surprise the top seller was taylor swift oh. uh, with pearl jam coming in second and then I was very surprised because I don't even know how many they pressed. Um, Larry Lovenstein was the third best-selling release of Record Store Day. So what far. is that? Um, ten inch, that ten no inch EP. Ten inch EP. I don't even know what it is. So David, what, what, what is it? Inform us, please, because I'm drawing. Larry Lovenstein and the Velvet Revival. It's a ten inch EP. Is that the angry I guy? I saw it on the There's list. One- do you know you how many copies face. request of that? That's what I'm looking at. 7,500. 7,500. Yeah. 7,500? Yep. And no, it's yeah. Mac Miller's Jazzy Alter Ego. So, oh, so, so, so those in the know knew, and those not in the know are clueless. Boomer. Didn't care. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you Larry <laughs> Lovenstein, I have no idea. Oh. Yeah, why buy ten inch when you can get a twelve inch? You know what am I saying here? Oh, right. Oh, there we go. There we go. Not bragging. Fish. Hey. That's funny. You know, I'm not. It's funny, Arnold. I'm not surprised to hear Pearl Jam was up there because jammers are like fiendish about, especially before they started releasing like avocado or reissuing avocado and Riot Act and those albums. I mean, those things were going for two, three hundred dollars. So I'm not surprised, but you know what? What a kick in the junk they did to the fans is, and they did this last year. So last year they released their live recording on two legs, and I bought it. Records today. I'm a, you know, I like Pearl Jam. And then literally that Monday, the Ten Club, the fan club was like, "Oh, here we have a variant, Ten Club exclusive." Okay, so I bought that one too, and I got rid of the other one. Well, guess guess what happened? Deja vu all over again. <laughs> I bought the record Saturday. That that it's a. Uh, Oh shoot! Giveaway, so it's a it's a live Give recording away, yeah. from from the Yield tour down in Australia, and yeah, I bought that. And guess what happened on Monday or Tuesday? Boop, 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 boop. Email gold variant. 
come on, dude, you can't do this. Like do it before. So then I can buy it from you and not have to then say, hey, remember gold is the noisiest. So you're okay. Oh, so you're, uh, saying, you're saying I should avoid the 10 club one then? David, don't, don't break my heart like that. Well, if you want to look at it, it's okay. <laughs> remember that 50% that don't play the records. I think maybe that's what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, like picture discs, right? Oh, don't even get me started. I will Whoa. say I'm going to give the, the record store day organizers some credit because it feels like they're they are listening at least to some Bringing of that chatter. Yeah, there was less picture discs. There's less yeah. uh, what I'll call nonsense titles. I mean, there was still like Peppa Pig, and there was still some of that kind of riffraff. But you know, teach their own. Oh, what do you got there, Ronaldo? I'm gonna make you big. Hold, please. Let's go. Okay. Yeah, the cure. Oh, yeah. cure picture disc. Look, oh, Arnaldo. Double picture disc. Well, that's a double I have, album. Yeah. I got like now I'm like I got to finish the collection. They've been releasing. They got it. you. Complete us. They got you. Yep. So they've it's like five years now. They've been yep. releasing a picture disc every record store day, every Black Friday, and I'm like, and it's Sign a good app, you know. I think they were kind of smart. They they started off with the lesser albums like Wild <laughs> Mood Swings and the Greatest Hits Collection. And now then slowly they're starting to put out actually the good ones on Picture Disc where you're going to feel bad if you don't get at least the good one because you got the least, um, you know, uh, popular ones. Mm -hmm. But yeah. yeah. Makes sense. So, Jason, what were before I before I reveal, and some of you, most of you guys know what I'm going to show here in a second. Jason, what were those titles that your proxy got, that, that, and that you're the ones that you're super excited about? And did you pick those up as you swung through New York? Is that what part of that detour was? Uh, well, there was like only I, wow in New York. It looked like it was like ransacked. Um, all Walking Dead, post-apocalyptic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, seriously. Um, Every time I asked about the miles, everybody would just give me a look like, no. Uh, you know what? And not to interrupt you there, but the last couple of years, the miles uh, ancillary release have been mm -hmm. in the bins for like months. So mm -hmm. this this okay. was the year I'm like on the corner. I like the recording. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to, that's on my like B and C tier. I'll pick that up later. Maybe if a store has a sale, mm -hmm. son of a gun. Wouldn't you know, you cannot track down that miles for the life of me. It's, it's literally <laughs> got to be one of the hardest ones to track down. So kick me right in the junk, Miles Davis estate. Thank you. Anyway, I'm sorry, Jason. So continue. Please. So like, I didn't find that in New York. And then Arnaldo actually like called this one store and I called them like, and uh, they were like, no, like, nope, don't got it. I was like, oh no. Like out of all the, the three that I, my friend could not get. And then uh, before this live stream, I went to my local and thank thank the record gods you know oh you got it of course you we got rojas ah! so like i was holding it and i was like oh but then like they had three copies and this is like one of them and i was like please don't be warped please oh, don't be warped. right <laughs> be so sad. You know? but yeah i mean i'm looking forward to listening to this you know on the corner that's one of my favorites you know little funkier side of miles you know sure so well, congratulations. It, I also hate you a little bit because that's Why? the one piece that's missing from my trophy case. I can't I can't track it down. I just can't. Oh, oh okay. So I'll go back tomorrow. Go get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right out of St. Paul. Just uh, right. flying out of. That's funny. So Christopher's got one, too. So he said, I'm surprised the Scott Weiland is so high on the secondary market. There were 4,000, and I didn't think anybody cared about it. They sure didn't back in the day. That's true. I actually had that CD. But I can tell you that I think 
when, when you get in those lines and people start talking and, and, you know, get a little bit more information going, there's that information share. And then I'm sure you guys have felt this too, is you're like, it might've been a maybe going into it. And then the maybe gets up to the must. And then you get in that store and it happened to me. I thought I was a seasoned veteran, but I had like my sub list. And once I was in there, well, I'm here. Boom. The TV themes. I mean, something that, you know, beforehand I was like, no way. But then I looked at the back of it. I'm like, Oh man, I'm here. You're here. Yeah. So I did this. I did the same thing after I was finished videoing everything and the crowd was dying down. I'm like, Oh, the boxes are there. It's it's weird how you can almost talk yourself into those things. right? You're you're like, it's here and it's kind it's interesting. And it's record store day. You know, I think that's all part of the, the mental, you know, prowess, the mental, uh, the walk you do. It's a battle. Like I'd like to videotape myself because I'm sure I was going, eh, no, <laughs> you know, pulling it up, pushing it down, pulling up, pushing it down, saying, no, I don't want it. Get away, get away. You know, the well, I was even trying to be disciplined this year. I had an A yeah. list and a B list and I even did the prices. I went to Bull Moose, which usually Reese's, they, they, they put the prices up prematurely, right? So it helps you kind of plan. So I worked out my yeah. musts and I, I was right on what I thought was my budget. I'm like, yeah, that's about what I spend every year. And I got them all, but then I'm in there. And that Jason had said, might want to get that Dolly Parton. And I was like, because I already had that Raphael Sadiq. You recommend that Raphael Sadiq? That was on my A list. But then I was there. Dolly was on my B list. And I'm like, it's Dolly. It's Dolly. (laughs) And she looks so nice. I think I do. I even have that in here. It is a nice picture. The llama? You got the llama? Or the <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be no kissing of children on here. But yeah, oh, I mean, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean. That's very modest. Yeah, but so anyway. But no, so I know I know what you guys came here to see. I know I know yeah. it's time. It's time to show the moneymaker. So the reason that you say chance, why did you uh, line up at 10.52? 10.52 p.m., not a.m., p.m. And the store didn't open until right. 10 a.m. So you're talking about almost a full 12 hours. And I know there's probably a lot of questions you have. Where'd you go to the bathroom? Uh, did you have to cuddle or spoon with people in line? I'm not even going to touch those. The answer is uh, I did go to the bathroom and I didn't have to spoon. I'll just give you this. But the real, the real, the real king of the ring. Here it is. is oh, wow. I mean, <laughs> Jason, feast your eyes on what steroids, <laughs> ambition, and bitterness look like. This is the Randy Savage rap album. Where it's it's called be a man. You know why it's called be a man? Because he was challenging the immortal Hulk Hogan to be a man. Because Hulk had done him dirty in business outside of the ring. And so, of course, how do you settle beef back in the '90s with a rap album? You had East Coast and West Coast, and they had diss tracks. So the Macho Man had to get in on this. And for my folly, I actually had bought a bootleg months before, thinking it was legitimate. I saw it like on the Reddit vinyl releases, and I'm like, oh cool, I got this now. And then I found out it was a bootleg. So then when I saw there was only a thousand of those, and again, the 1700 independent record stores, I just had to, I had to. So I had to, I had to, I had to hulk up. I had to eat, say my prayers, eat my vitamins and, and be, be in the line for four, three, three plus hours by myself. I was the line until somebody showed up at three o'clock. And then even then it was kind of weird. I had weird. Cause I was in my car at that point. I'm like, nobody's here. I'm going to go to my car warm up somebody pulls out behind me i'm like well shoot i better go out and sit in my chair my vacant chair so then i went back and sat in the chair and they didn't get out i thought maybe i was going to be murdered and that you know (laughs) so then they took off and i'm like okay well i'm just gonna go back in my car anyway so all in all it worked out but i will tell you that the other title i was super excited about and 
It was a little pricey. I'm not going to lie. Is this Van Halen right here right oh, now? Wow. This is the one so that... back and forth on that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I had the CD back in the day. This is obviously the, the Van Hagar era, but I was very back and forth on the price point because it's four albums, $100, you know, MSRP. I know some shops were charging more, that kind of stuff. But, you know, it's the sound quality, even on the CD back in the day, wasn't great. It wasn't mastered very well. And even on this, the first track is Pound Cake from uh, For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge. And it, it took it took the sound guys a little bit of time because you could I think Bernie mastered this and you could tell even Bernie couldn't work magic on that opening part. But it kicks in. And once they got their footing from the recording end back in the day, it's great. I mean, you even have like you have Sammy singing Jump, which I always thought when I had the CD back in the day, this felt wrong. But I, it was Van Halen. I guess, you know, that's I guess Sammy can sing Jump. I'm always thinking David Lee, but. Um, they did a nice job with it. I'll give Rhino and uh, Reiner, Rhino and Warner Brothers a lot of credit. And I think there's somebody involved in the Van Halen camp who was involved back in the day. I don't know the name, so embarrass me in the comments, everybody. But I think they have actually a caretaker involved in bringing this to market. So my hope is that now this is the gateway to getting a lot more of that Van Hagar back catalog out because I have what's available. But, you know, for Unlawful Carnal Knowledge, for example, that was only a, a club pressing and over a Europe, you know, European pressing. It's nice, but I'd like, I'd like, you know, see if they could really jazz it up and balance. That's another one. I balance it. Have a U.S. release. I have that one. But even if they had Van Halen three with the Gary Sharon episode, if you will, like I'd be okay with that. I mean, as a completist as a lot of us are, I think it'd be a lot of fun. So, is that like uh, now just yep. one set? Say that again, Jason. Is that like a two LP or a three LP? Four. Four. Oh. Four. It's a lot of meat. A lot of meat on that bone. A lot of meat on that. Bone. <laughs> Now, a lot, of, a lot of Bernie. Chance, um, my record, the record store I, uh, I went to had ton of the Van Halen. So anyone that's, you know, that interested, I don't know if he probably still has a lot left or maybe not a lot, because I want to say there were at least 40, not 20, to, maybe 30 copies in the bins. Oh, wow. So do you think do you think it was they just overbought or was, do you think the price point scared them out? Because that I mean, for, for somebody who's seventy five hundred on those. Yeah. I mean, but if somebody is like new to vinyl or lukewarm in the vinyl and then they go to the store and they're like, oh, cool, Van Halen. And then they turn it around and see one hundred dollars or some are charging even up to like one hundred and twenty dollars on the sticker price. Wow. I think that would almost be cost prohibitive for people who are just casually into vinyl you know what for I mean? a live like, album for, yeah. and for a live That's album exactly it's not even shit. like yeah so mm. i don't know and i don't know i don't know about your own experiences but the, the store that i go to uh doesn't mark anything up whatever the retail price is they go straight uh, that's what you're going to see that's nice. uh, I, other stores in in the area in new york city as well they're all marking up uh the titles yeah when you do your research in advance as i'm sure you guys probably do in your own ways you notice like who's marking it up and who's not right. And, and, you know, to each of their own, I mean, you know, I'm not trying to you know condemn anybody's business model, but when somebody's going five, 10, $15 over MSRP, it is kind of a head scratcher. It does. It doesn't do it, the store any favors from goodwill about going back. You know what I mean? Like, you know, desperate times, desperate measures. Yeah, I'm here. Maybe I'll buy it, but is it a repeat customer type of thing? I don't know. That's kind of a turnoff to me. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Yeah. I wouldn't go back if I knew they were doing that. Yeah. yeah. Now let me ask you. Um, so the uh, Macho Man is that? Would you put that in the uh, guilty pleasure category or the proud purchase category? Where Where do you stand with that one, John? That's a great question. I, you know, I 
that's that's a tough one. I would say, you know, the story. Now, listen, if you ask me five years from now, do I regret being in line almost twelve hours for a Randy Macho Man Savage rap album? <clears throat> I don't think I don't think I would say no because. I've, like I said, I've never been out that long. I never camped out. I don't think I would do it again. I'll just be honest because like, that's a lot. Like it's a lot, especially did did you do once? I mean, I I think now that I've seen it up close, I'm like, okay, now I've done it. And I don't know. I kind of, I let a little bit of the FOMO get the best of me, but it's the same thing. Like if you put in the work, like the guys who are always out hitting the streets on the ground, crate digging, all that stuff, like all respect to them at the end of the day, like you get in what you put in. So in that sense, I'm proud that I got it. Is it going to be something I'm going to like put on my record mantle or in like my treasured cube? Like if the building's on fire, I'm grabbing that one cube and, and hitting right, it. Right. Uh, it's, it, it probably won't make that. But, you know, I also heard, too, that they're going to reissue it like they do a lot of these titles. I, they, yeah. You have one of those. You have one of those, David, in case of fire. Shelf? Yeah. Yeah. So, so guilty pleasure. Yes, John. I'm proud to own mm-hmm. it. Yes. Um, would it be something that, uh, I would want to, uh, bequeath to my uh, offspring? I don't know. <laughs> would they <laughs> want it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, my son, my son would definitely want it. Cause we oh, got, okay. like I said, we got those bootlegs and I gave him one of those, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's a good story. And I met some cool people. You know, the one thing about records yeah. today is generally you meet some pretty cool people in line. The guy who was actually next to me, um, was a stand-up comedian. And so we kind of talked about that and, and he talked about record club. He just started a YouTube channel. So, um, you know, we talked, I talked about the YouTube experience at least my, from my POV and, and just a really nice guy. And even the people that only talked with casually, especially when you know, they're not after what you're after. That's always a relief. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so what are you yeah. here for? Right. And, uh, so once you kind of work that out, it's all good. All right. So change. Oh, sorry. How many macho mans were there when you waited in line? Like after you got one, how many? Oh no. Well, so that's the thing. So they only, my, this store only got one. My friend's store, Southern Illinois only got one. Platteroom Records, Platteroom Records, which is a big dealer in in Lebanon, Ohio. They only got one. So when I, when I heard Platteroom only got one, then I was like, oh snap. Like as as soon as I knew my, one of my locals had it, I'm like, it's do or die time. It really was. Okay. So you were holding okay. it like the Tron Frisbee. Like when you had it, it was like, <laughs> oh, shining, Hunger right? Games, Hunger Games. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I'm the like winner. Yeah. Won, right? and then no, it, well, actually. You held so. it like my precious. Now <laughs> you hold yeah, up like, like the belt, like the yeah, wrestling yeah. belt. It's mine. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then hold somebody like this. Oh, 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 hang oh, on. Hang on. Hang on. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> we gotta hear this story. I, well, I already I knew story. a little bit. Arnaldo, tell us a story how you came in possession. Well, of this. I only came in possession of this because of your uh, bat signal. <laughs> if anyone could find it, so you know, I put out some feelers, and someone's like, "Oh, hey, you know, here it is." And I'm like, "Then you told me you had it. I guess I'm stuck with it at this point." Well, I, you don't have to be too stuck with it too long. I got a, I got some friends. Andrew Jackson would make your acquaintance. Uh, Ulysses S. Grant. We can talk. The dead presidents will be happy. No, <laughs> but I let, but I let you do the honors because you know. Thank you, thank you. Well, well, it's it's nice to know that we've got two card carrying members of the Randy Macho Man Savage Be a Man Record Collection fan club right here. Good stuff. All right. So let's segue for the last 10 to 13 we've got here. So let's talk about the man of the hour world tour, Jason Rojas, the immortal, the legend. So 
you didn't think you were going to be here. You would have even said like, Hey, you guys are probably have to power on without me. Cause I'll, you know, just be coming back. But mm -hmm. being the stone cold pimp that you are, you're like, Nope, I'm showing well, up jet lagged. I'm going to be there. This live stream surface noise is where my heart lies. So Jason, first of all, first impressions of Denbosch. First time you went, was it everything you thought it would be? Uh, yes. And more. Um, let's, this is, this was the 56, uh, uh, whatever version of this in Den Bosch used to be in Utrecht. So they moved down. Uh, if you don't know where Den Bosch is, that's an hour South of Amsterdam. If you take the train, um, the fair is actually in this two big halls, like really big, probably about over 550 dealers. Okay. And then in the middle of the two halls is a big like cafeteria where you can drink beer and hang out, eat food, whatever. And they had like musicians playing some discussion going on there. Um, but like first it was like very overwhelming for me personally. Like, overwhelming I, how just the volume or the space or, I mean, cause you've been to Austin. Austin is arguably the biggest shop or biggest show in the United States. Yes. Um, I would say like, uh, it's probably what double of the Austin double. I think so. Wow. Okay. Um, when I think about it, because like uh, since like Austin started coming back after the pandemic, I, they didn't invite everyone back, or not everyone came. So it was like actually smaller than it used that it uh, Austin usually is. Yep. Um, but like here was just like full on, like so many people, so many, so much stuff. Um, Friday, I just kind of walked around and just was kind of like looking. Took it out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't buy anything on Friday, to be honest with you, which shocked um, the group, um, which shocked like Michael 45, Nadine, uh, Liam and his buddy Simon. You know, they were kind of like in stunty. They were like, you didn't buy anything. No, sure. I did not. Like I walked around and, you know, had a beer, you know, and then got up after the beer was over, took another walk around, you know, and I didn't get through everything on the Friday. So you, but you also, Jose, who's not joining us this week because he's better than us. No, I'm just kidding. He, uh, he had a prior commitment, but he, he actually uh, gave Jason a good tip, which I actually didn't even think about myself was bring records with you to barter, trade, sell, whatever you want to do. So you did bring some records and it sounded like from the video I saw that you were the, uh, the bell of the ball with some of the titles you brought. So tell us about that. Like, did you, I mean, how do you do that? Do you just, you have your bag and then you're at a dealer and you'd be like, Hey, would you be interested? Kind of like the guy with the gold watch. You pull your trench coat open. <laughs> yeah. See anything you like. Yeah. You like I mean, <laughs> how does that, how does that work? How do you broker that conversation? So I think it was mostly about like maybe a record I wanted and then seeing if they could, you know, trade with it. Right. Um, and that happened usually that happened more of the time, like Saturday and Sunday, really. That's when that happened. Friday, just again, just looked around, but I chose like, actually like Jose made kind of made me like, he's like, choose 20 and then just like whittle it down, look it up, mm -hmm. look it up till you have 10. Right. Mm -hmm. And then a friend of mine, he was kind of like, you should try to sell that Pharaoh Sanders, uh, uh, private press on Indian navigation, which is selling, um, for a lot of money. Maybe I saw two other sellers. One of them was selling it sealed for 1200. Another person was selling it for a thousand. So I had the other one that was like, you know, um, just out there. And then when I actually saw like this, uh, I think John Bandy, if you're on here, I think it was the Clifford Jordan, that uh, glass beads record. It's a free jazz record. Some guy had it. And then I tried to sort of trade for it. 
Um, but the guy, the seller, he tried to use a technique where he, he thought his record was better than mine, and I laughed at his face, you know? Um, probably not the best thing you do to a seller there. Oh, yeah, that's probably that's probably it's not my top to 10 negotiating tactics is laugh in their face, but, you know. Well, yeah, well, I mean, he, he tried to, like, say, like, his record was worth more, and then I was like, like, first, number one, yours is a VG, but two, you have ring wear on this rare record. Mine has no ring wear. And then if you try to fight with me, like on this, like yours, Strat, that was um, Strata East, I think, John Bandy, if you're on in the comments, um, I think they might have pressed a little bit more than like 1,500, 2,000 of it. And then mine, this special Pharah, maybe, I don't know, 1,000 and actually 500 exist in the world mm. you know so i just had to tell the guy like no dude like i my my record trumps your record any day you know why, why am i picturing that movie with kirsten dunce bring it on the cheerleading movie uh, i'm just picturing you guys just squaring off it was right over that record was. table was it kind of like that yeah it was and then it was embarrassing <laughs> at the end because like he he had to like swallow his pride because he knew i was right and then i went to another dealer um and i told arnaldo this like the guy had the original UK Nick Drake Pink Moon, like just, and he had it a thousand dollars. Okay, mm. so I held it in my hands, and I was just like, ah, like. And then I asked him, like, would you do a trade? And he goes, um, maybe. What do you have? And then as soon as I pulled the fare out, he was just like, oh no, he wasn't expecting that. He was whoa, and he's like, oh, fatality. Like, Did the Mortal Kombat music play? And you go finish him. Yeah. <laughs> Right, right. Ripped his heart and, out of um, his chest. <laughs> but the thing was, so he was like, ah, he was just kind of like, man, he, we cannot do a full trade on this. Like, we cannot. Like, I'd rather do some trade and some money yes. for this new trade. That, yeah. But I kept on, like, thinking to myself, like, okay, so if I do that and I walk away with the Nick Drake record, okay, which is a very popular record, a lot of people want this, like, was this worth it? Like at the end of the day, I was like, no, this was not worth it for that record. No. Mm. So did you unload the Pharaoh Sanders album? Yes. Um, through Michael's help, he mentioned two dealers uh, and I went to one of them and he made an offer and I agreed with the offer because I was like, you know, I'm not listening to this record. You know, yes. I think there's other Pharaoh records that are good and it should go to somebody who's going to enjoy it, you know? Sure, sure. So I unloaded that. Um, that was like a big chunk of money given to me. Like, ooh. You know? Oh, that's, like, that's somebody trying to call and get that record. We got it. We got it. We got somebody on the line. I think Where God wants that. Call, call, her, call her, call her. Toledo, hello. Yes. Um, hello, you, Yes. <laughs> yeah. Can you highlight Jasbum Mike's comment? I can. Yes, Jasbum Mike. So yeah, so that's I think Glass Beads Games is like a five hundred dollar record in VG plus. Correct, but I mean, uh, Mike, like Jazz Bums, Mike, like this guy had ring wear. I should have took the picture of it because it was laughable to me. Like, there's no way my Pharaoh, like, you know, could do an ultimate trade. Like, the guy offered the Glass Bead Games plus two hundred, and then I was just like, oh, I don't know, man. Like, I was like, I don't know about this, but. Three hours later, when I walked back, it was gone. So somebody paid the four fifty or four hundred for the glass bead. So they didn't have the willpower, the sheer intestinal fortitude that you had to, to say no. Well, yeah, 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 I guess I don't know. <laughs> I just felt like 
the thing, um, and I was telling Arnaldo this, um, and I, I'd say like if any of you guys have questions, just ask it. Yeah. Um, what I told Arnaldo when I went to visit New York, we can talk about that in a bit, but you think about it, the Netherlands, right? That's where this record fair was. So what's what's nearby the Netherlands, right? Germany, like Holland, Belgium, right? These countries. So Ukraine. what's the other one? Sorry, I said Ukraine. Ukraine? Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, David. Wrong live no stream, David. Wrong show. Right. So the thing is, like, if you think about it, like, what records are they going to have there? Records from those countries, okay? So what about the sure. UK? Well, not really, because that's a little bit that way, right? Like across their channel, you know? Um, so then majority of the records, Germany, Belgium, Holland, Netherlands, right? That's what they would have. Um, so then, you know, like if I wanted UK pressings, that's going to be a bit hard to find that there. But they were there. Like if you were into King Crimson, those records were there. Um, and I was helping like Liam and his friend because they wanted the court in the court of the King uh, Crimson King mm -hmm. that record, and we would see the prices from like four thirty, two twenty five, right? All over the one hundred sixty, like all UK, you know, just different pricings, and mm -hmm. like at one point they were gonna like just pay like two hundred, and I had I had to be like, no, 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 absolutely, do not do this. Like number one, that record sold a lot. Like no matter what, like not in the U.S. but in Europe, in the U.K., like that was a popular record. We should be able to find it below, you know, like a hundred, at least below even sixty, if even possible, based on condition. You know, do not pay, you know, hundreds for that record. It's gonna be there. Which, yeah. um, so they like, you know, kind of calmed their FOMO on the Friday, and then they were able to find it later on Saturday. I think they paid maybe mm, forty euros for it. Oh, well, look at you. You, you. you talked them off. You saved them some money. That's the best part. They, yes. they could overpaid for it. And that, that, that is one of the worst feelings when you're at a record show and you think you got a good deal and you're, and you're happy with it. And then you mm -hmm. go a couple tables over and you see the same record for considerably less. That's that's a kick to the solar plexus. For we'll, sure. we'll call Jason the uh, record whisperer. The record whisperer? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that was the thing. Like, I mean, with the other guys, like, uh, other than Stunty, but he was not looking for those kinds of records he was looking for more obscure records right um and just between us like i mean this is not like a dig at him it's just i think like we got along most of the time because like i wasn't his competition right i wasn't looking sure. for as he wanted so therefore you know we yeah. compete my kids yeah. yep so he went his way i went the other way to look for records you know um yeah, ah, uh, well, yeah, Pat Patrick I, says they should have been looking for the German stateside King Crimson. I mean, they did, Patrick. So I think Liam or his friend actually got that one. So they were lucky. Um, so I, I had a different approach, which, like, I don't think they've ever noticed before. Like, I wasn't a person to, like, rush and just buy it. I was a person to just look around, see the prices. Um, Feel it out, right? Feel it out. So, I mean, like, there weren't, like, that many American records there, but there were ones that they wanted, of course, like, certain, like, rock records. It was mostly, like, progressive rock, psychedelic rock. Um, they didn't have too much of the soul records that Nadine wanted or, like, some of the disco stuff. What about hair metal? I'm just going to ask, like, rap. Okay. 
and stuff like yeah, that. No, that was very popular. There was like a couple guys that had like Japanese pressings of hair metal. Like they were just metal was popular there. And uh, I tried to get Thor to come out to the fair. So maybe next year he'll go. But yeah, if you love metal, that was your. We got you. Okay. World, you know. Nice. So most important question I'm going to ask you. I think you know what it is. That selector bag. Did you fill it? Did you fill the bag? No, no I did not fill it. Um, ah, Jason, yeah. I lost the bet. Come on. Because I was more like, uh, I'm, more, I'm more disciplined, you know? And uh, so I'll say this, like, I think on the second day or Friday, later in Friday, like Michael, he came up to me and he was like, oh, Jason, you didn't buy any records or anything. I didn't see you, you know? Are you not happy? And then he thought about it. He's like, wait. You're a guy with over 20 years of experience of record collecting and buying. So you're not impressed or something like you didn't, you know, like, what well, is that it? And then I just kind of gave him a look like, that's pretty much it. You know, I cannot, um, I'm not to say like, uh, I've seen it all, right? I'm, you can even ask Patrick, has Patrick seen it all? Like, I'm pretty sure he's seen a lot of records, sure. you know? Um, and there were like things like I've never seen, but I like wouldn't pay that for that. You know, I just wouldn't do it, you know. But I was there, I mean, mostly just to hang out with everyone there because, you know, that's taking my VC, my vinyl community to that next level to meet them and see, you know, who they were in like real life. Right. Sure. Makes sense. Would you say that was probably your favorite part of the whole trip? Yes. Like sitting down, having like some drinks with everybody and, you know, um, the fellowship. Yeah. Yes. You know, uh, like Nadine, she really wanted that baby Huey record for me. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I guess this is yours. You know, like, I guess I'm not gonna, you know, because no one had that record. Oh, I'm so, sure. Yeah. No well, it's, hard, it's hard to find stateside too. I've seen a couple in 12 years of collecting, you know what I mean? But it's, mm -hmm. you know, it, I don't have, it's been a minute. I'll say that. Um, for John Bandy, there were three records that people would not buy from me. Um, and I'll John Bandy, are you are you still there? He said he was driving in a previous right. comment, so I so hopefully he didn't drive into a, off the bridge or wherever he is. We, 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 we believe in live streaming in safety, so so John, please <laughs> please please comment when you pull over or you get a drive through nearby or something because we we don't want to lose you to the live stream. So let me, uh, John Bandy, like they would not touch the Captain Beefheart, the mono, because it was just, they were just blown away by it. And I he's believe here, Europeans, Europeans don't like uh, Beefheart. That's like number one. Number two, the other one, they wouldn't touch the Howlin' Wolf record, the rocket chair. They would not touch wow, that. Wow. And Jose was adamant that you needed to take that, if I remember. Because really. that thing is so hot and like nobody had it. Everyone even looked at it and was just like, I can't even. I don't even know how much you want for this because they knew that thing was up in four digit level. They mm. were just like, ah, so they would like not take it. And the last one, they would not look or they would always automatically pass on the signed Taylor Swift record midnights. So they just like looked at it like hell no. And they just like put aside. Wow. I'm I was like, man, Europeans, they just hate Taylor. I mean, wow. You know? That's well. Well, guys, what, what what questions do you have for Jason? I don't want to bogart his time or his questions, you know, because. Well, can you highlight Patrick's comment? Happy to. Yeah, the fanboy. Sure. So Patrick says you can't. <laughs> no, fanboy no, 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 the, other, the other one. The oh, other oh, one. oh, he's got another. Hang on. The one that's even worse. Oh, the. Hang on. Let's, he's got an even worse. Oh my goodness! Here we go. 
Did Stunty cross the line on that couch, Jason? <laughs> I was not touched or manhandled in a way where I was, you know, uncomfortable, Patrick. All I have to say was I was very tired. Um, they joked about it. Like before we did the live stream, they're like, oh, Jason, you look tired. And then Nadine was like, we'll make some coffee in Michael's room. So, but I was just kind of jet lagged and just like, ah, oh, do we really have to do this? Like I must've been the, uh, who's, who's uh, not Chandler, not Ross. Who's the other guy in France? Joey. Joey, I must have been the Joey. Like, do we really have to do this? I don't want to do this. Please don't. <laughs> please don't let us do this. Like, I don't want to get on here. Like, okay, fine. We, you know, I get it. That's funny. So, so the the most important question after the second most important question I asked you is, would you do it again? Would you Would you go back next year or would you go back down the road? I think I would go back down the road. Um, I know now what to do and look, to look for now. Um, I met some more dealers there and, you know, of course, made some enemies there with that Pharaoh Sanders record for sure. You made it out alive. That's the most important thing. You weren't stabbed. There was, there was no something waking at you with a, with a sock full of like bars of soap or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would probably only go there like a Friday, Saturday, like Fridays, mostly that early birth, you know, dealer day. You can pay extra. It was totally worth going to. Um, now I know like, you know, what's going to be there. Um, and then I would do a Saturday because people, I think they hold back and then because Saturday is like the first public day. So they bring more records or more dealers set up there and you can find like some better deals like on a Saturday too. But Sunday, if you wanted just to get these records, something most likely like they're going to take like 20, 30% off, you know? Yeah, because they don't want to carry all the stuff back. Yes. Um, and like Sunday was the first time I've ever seen, like I've never seen that in Austin before, but people were like throwing boxes of records in the middle of the hall, like between booths and like, it's free. You know, and I was like watching Boogie Holy run up and just like try to- Dive, dive. Right. Get down, now, like, go, go. Yeah. And I was like, I guess. I mean, if that's, you know. Um, well, let's 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 close this because now we're running on time, and then we can talk more about this in the freestyle part. But how about you? How about you have the people? Let's show what's the record you're you're most proud of picking up at the show. Let's let's close it there, and then we'll uh, we'll go into the freestyle part of the program. Sure. So let me go get it real quick. All right. I think it's a funny one in a way. It's a funny one. Is it Randy Macho Man Savage? Be a man. That's, Isn't it? Oh. It, that's the one. Because I'll, really I'll be really upset if, uh, you know, 60% of the panel has that record. Well, just for Patrick, <laughs> Patrick, I got it, Patrick. You're lucky, you know. Oh, hang on, hang on. Two, three hours okay. later. So, Patrick, this record, UK. right? Yep, UK. This is the Tim Tom. Uh, and I said earlier, like, nearby, they had, like, the German pressing, the Belgian pressing, the Holland pressing. Oh, my gosh. It's just like, am I ever going to find this UK version? And after two and a half hours, here it is. So, Patrick, we'll work something out. No money. Let's just do a trade, all right? Okay. So now the record that was awesome. Yes. Here we go. Closer UK. This is the uh, red translucent vinyl. I um, Funny story about this. So Saturday, like, uh, Stunty, he really woke me up early. Like he, he was already <laughs> up before me, and then I was like, why are you up? Are you watching YouTube right now? And then I was like, oh, was I snoring? I bet you that didn't bother you at all. Um, but anyway, like we went to the fair early. We got there like maybe half an hour early and then we got through the back way and then 
they let us in. And then I see this look that's stunty. He gives me this look like, uh, like a, I would say a child would when they want to do things on their own. Like he doesn't want to hang out. I'm like, Oh, well, okay. Like no worries. Like you just text me when you're, uh, you're done looking or whatever. We'll meet up later. So he went one way. I went the other and I go to this booth and I'm just hoping and I see this, this bad boy. And it says 25 euro, oh. 25 for original UK closer. And I was just like, no way. You're joking. Like, this can't be true. Like, this is amazing. Um, and I had this feeling, should I just put it back? Like, I already own a copy. I'm like, I noticed that other people were looking at me holding it. <laughs> it was shining. It was like Whoa. glowing in your hands. <laughs> right. So That's if I put it back, fun. like, it would have just disappeared. Like, this thing would have just been. Of course. Um, so like I bought it and then I could tell other people were very upset that they didn't get to it first. Mm. So this was like the ultimate score on a Saturday morning. Like just, you know, so this was cool for 25. Good stuff. Well done, sir. All right. And, well, and the last part real yeah. quick yeah. chance. Of course. When I showed it to Michael, Michael was very displeased about this. Displeased that he didn't get it or displeased? Yes, how? displeased like, wait, how much did you get that for? Oh, 45. Where's the support? Here in the States, Michael45, if you listen to this, which I don't think you would, we support each other. We are high-fiving. We're hugging. We're That's like really Rocky and Apollo on the beach and Rocky 3, just embracing, celebrating the great scores. We're not giving our comrades <laughs> scorn and bad looks. So I'm just <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, because that thing, with, I don't know, it's what, selling for 100 or more or something? No, that's a great, that's a great, great. But, like, before we drop off, like, any questions, you guys, like, again. Yeah, fired up. Anybody have any questions? Anybody, like, any questions, you know? What was the, what was the hardest part of navigating that show because it sounds so big? Um, navigating. Um, probably they, give, they give you a map with, like, yes. dealer tables? Okay. Yeah, yeah, they do. But like, I didn't really go after that. I just like walked around and like looked at the walls, you know, what they, you know, David, mm -hmm. how they would yeah, do yeah. something like on their wall. And then I would yeah. gauge like, okay, well, he's got this one. So I'll look through the booth. Or if I saw like the price was too high, like I was like, oh, I'm not going to go look through. I'll wait until Sunday until I look through their stuff. You know? Sure. Gotcha. But there was like one dealer who had like a lot of rare soul stuff. And I think within the first day, like somebody bought the whole thing. The whole lot. Oh wow, one one person. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then Nadine felt like bad because she didn't have enough time to look through it. And mm -hmm. somebody was like, "I want all this. You're done." You know, and like I was like, "Wow, cool! Now I have all this money and no records to sell, but records to buy." Right? You know. Go home or go home broke. I guess. <laughs> I mean, you're there for a reason. If you can knock it out on one dealer, I mean, it's if you can afford it, more power to you. So, so Patrick asked, "How much bigger was it than Austin?" I think it's it's really bigger. I think because it's in two halls, Patrick. Like in Austin, as you know, it's only in one hall, right? And uh, yeah. I think that this past few years, they only had three quarters of the dealers, right? Oh, Cesar has got a great question. Any OG US Nirvana? Never mind. And if so, how much? If you happen to see the price, uh, I did see it there. I think somebody was selling it for a thousand euros. Delightful. Right, Deals to be made. <laughs> but, I mean, David, you have to also think like the euro, if it matches to the dollar, it's not, right? It's a little less. Right. Well, yeah. But you could like actually like do well if you were like just – like if you did what I was doing, which was again like bringing 10 hot ones and then trading it, 
like on my last Sunday, like I traded like two records for one and then he bought the other two records, another set, but that's the only way I could do the deal. Otherwise he wouldn't have taken everything, you know? Sure. So I had to take a hit, you know, in order to make money. Makes sense. All right. Well, let's go ahead and yeah. wrap it there. Obviously, we're going to continue the conversation on the freestyle portion of this live stream. But what a great conversation. Hope you guys had a good time. Concert Buddy, wrapping it up. Again, thanks to my guests I'm here on Surface Noise, Jason Rojas, Jet Lagged, Half Filled Selector Bag. <laughs> a lot of great Hello, memories. JL. That's JL. right. <laughs> That's right. Music Talk with John. Thanks for joining us for the first time. Great to hear from you. Yeah, Obviously, thank you. Lot. Stay on for the freestyle, of course. Yeah. David, yep. Audio Excursion. Thanks for, Thanks coming for having me. And then Arnaldo over at Fidelios underscore Frequency. Thanks for coming in, pal. Thanks for having me, Chance. And buddies, thanks for joining us. That'll wrap it for this presentation. And that was another trip around the turntable. Thanks for listening to Vinyl Community Podcasts.